All right, everyone, welcome back to Physio Minds. I'm your host again, Alex. We have our co-host Theo here. Today, we're going to talk about your first clinical visit or your first PT visit as a patient. So we're going to talk about the things that you should be doing before you go in and what to do when you get there and just general topic of what you should expect. And then after that, we're, we have a little bit of a special um, subject to talk about in general. It's, it's about pain, but it's about knee pain specifically. And we'll talk about cases that we've handled and how we overcome those obstacles of those patients that may have those chronic pain situations or just a really acute pain situation. So Theo, what, what, are, what are some advice or some things that you can give to other individuals of when they first come into the PT clinic? Like what, what should they expect? So don't expect to be cured in one visit. Um, PT is not magic. It is a process. You're going to get um, what you put into it. Um, some obstacles that have, you know, people come in, for example, they'll come in for knee pain, like their knee hurts, but then they'll be wearing like jeans. And, you know, it's like, okay, like I actually have to see the knee, right? Make sure, you know, everything's there that's supposed to be there type thing. Um, so that creates one obstacle. Um, like in my clinic, we have 40 minute slots. So people are supposed to come in early. Cause you know, like every doctor's visit, there's going to be some paperwork to fill out some forms to sign things like that. Um, so you shouldn't come at your appointment time or late. You should come actually early, like maybe 15, 20 minutes, fill out the paperwork so we can get you in. We can get a full uh, evaluation. And if, you know, the case is complex enough, we might not even get treatment the first day. You know, you, you want, might come in the first day, we might just see what's going on. You know, see if, if you're appropriate for PT or if, you know, another referral needs to be made. So, I mean, these are all things that, you know, you should be aware of um, coming in day one. Um, I think it's important to set expectations. Mm -hmm. um, is there, I mean, anything else that, you think off off the bat well i think it's it's funny that you bring that up for referrals because i've encountered this multiple times is where a patient will come in and the script will say from a physician like treat patient with i don't even know like dizziness or something and they're like oh it's actually for my low back so if we have a script from a doctor that says dizziness we can't really treat your low back unless we open up a new case and we treat you for 30 days, at least here in Florida, we can treat you for 30 days, open access or direct access. But after that, you need a script from a physician. So I think it gets a little tricky there. Um, so just make sure that, you know, like Theo said, show up 20 minutes early, you're going to have paperwork to fill out, regardless if you fill it out online, show up early to your, your um, appointment. That way, you know where the clinic is, you know, the, the doctor that's waiting for you knows that you're, you're there and you're up next and they can kind of prepare their stuff too. Cause they'll, they'll have the referral electronically. If the physician sent it, if not, you can talk to the front office um, personnel to get that sorted out. And then like Theo was saying, don't expect to be treated in, in one section, one session and be cured of everything. It's a process. Like he said, sometimes it takes a few visits sometimes it takes twice as long so it just it just depends on your situation and where you're at just, uh, just on, on on that note um a lot of and it's, it's kind of how i plan my my um plan of care so like 
how frequent and what that is like the frequency that I'm going to see you and the duration that I'm going to see you. Mm -hmm. um, some things to note, um, we have taken into account tissue healing time. So what that means is you injured your, you injured your, let's say your knee. So you injured like a ligament in your knee that might take six to eight weeks just for the ligament to heal. Right. Uh, we also have, it takes on top of that, it takes two weeks um, for muscles to activate. Okay. Once muscles are um, activated, it takes six weeks, six to eight weeks to strengthen those muscles. So just with like strengthening muscles, we're at eight weeks. Um, and then we still have to teach you how to use the new strengthened muscles appropriately. So you don't re-injure that knee. So honestly, like a lot of my patients are in physical therapy for 10, maybe 12 weeks. Right. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be in physical therapy two, three times a week, you know, it might start that way. And then towards, you know, week three, you might be feeling, oh, you know, I don't have as much pain. All right, let's back down to once a week, once every two weeks, things like that, you know, and just kind of having us there as um, a safety net, you know, while you can continue your care at home, we're going to give you exercises. So be prepared to do your homework. Um, you're not going to be doing your treatment only in physical therapy. There's going to be um, work at home okay yeah um there's gonna be stretching exercises i know it sucks but you know that you gotta you gotta take care of your body so you gotta commit to it yeah and i i think the biggest thing is it's tough for i mean you're coming to a place where you're being vulnerable right so you you we expect you to be vulnerable to us that way we can check your arm out or your knee out or something whatever it's going on so we get it we understand it's difficult to trust someone you just met within the first five minutes to say, let me see how your arm moves. Let me move it for you. And let me take you through the range of motion and show you the exercise. Especially, especially when you're in pain, right? Like you, a lot of people think like, Oh, I'm in pain. I shouldn't move my arm. And you know, really it's, it's kind of the opposite, like motion. We in PT, we say motion is lotion, you know? So like the more you move the, you know, the better blood flow, you're going to get to that area. It's going to promote that healing. Exactly. So, yeah, no, hundred percent. Theo feels absolutely correct, and that's the that's the thing is we understand that you know you're in pain. We understand that you know there's something going on. You wouldn't be there if something wasn't wrong. So at that point is, you know, we're we're trying to gain your trust as well, and that's that's something we have to figure out as clinicians, especially early on as as students, um, right now. So a couple other things that I wanted to keynote on is when a PT is asking a question, sometimes I've had patients where they'll just deviate from whatever I ask. So I'll be like, oh, you know, how's your ankle today? Like, how did you hurt your ankle? Well, you know, in 1994, I tripped and I actually broke my arm and twisted my right ankle. And then you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's somewhat relevant, but I guess it could be something important to them. So something that we have to make sure as PTs is like, we ask, we might seem like we're not listening, but we're just trying to get to the key points. Um, that's basically all I have for that. So basically show up on time, uh, eat earlier if you can, make sure you have your paperwork, paperwork filled out, have your referral ready. Don't expect to be um, cured in one session and make sure that uh, what do we say? Ask questions. So if you're, yeah, that's, that, that's what I was going to get into. Like, you know, this is your health. So when you go to a doctor's office, when you go to PT, like, don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, I, I think 
in general were hesitant, like, especially when speaking to like a medical professional, like, oh, okay, like I have this, like, okay, cool. But like, find out what that is, like dig deep, you know, like ask whatever question comes into your, your head, you know, there's going to be, a, and maybe don't do that all at once. There's going to be a time for it during the evaluation. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask like, Hey, do you have any questions? You know, at that point, like, go ahead ask whatever it is because this is your your health you know the more you know the better you're going to take care of yourself and personally i like when patients ask me questions because to me that tells me like they're interested in their health and i know that they're going to do what i need them to do so we can get them better yeah i i agree with that especially if there's something you want to get back to or, or if there's something that's most difficult to you so like if you're shoulders hurting and you're like man i can't even turn the steering wheel when i'm driving well make us aware of that write little notes on the things that are making you like hurting you the most or making your life the most difficult right now is it washing your your head is it brushing your teeth is it putting on a shirt and you can't get your shoulder like your arm up it's just little things like that that way we know okay your arm has to move in this range of motion your arm you know you have to be this strong in order to get your arm up that way we can start building your your goals and building your your plan of care and and to speak on that um that goes back to we were actually talking about this earlier like where we work specifically for you know um tasks um and for example like in this case washing your head so we would do treatment tailored treatment if that's what's important to you that's where you're trying to get back to we're going to start incorporating that um washing your head or you know tying your shoe, whatever it is that you're trying to get back to, that's going to be part of the treatment. Um, so that's how, that's kind of the functional component of PT. You know, we do a lot of stuff to make the, you make your pain go get better, muscle strengthen. That seems kind of like, all right, this is kind of stupid. Like, when am I going to like lay down on my side and bring my leg up? Um, but then once those muscles are activated and they're strong, it's going to allow you to do your sit to stand, right? Uh, you know, get up from the couch, from a low chair, um things like that and i personally in my treatment sessions i i stretch strengthen relieve pain wherever it needs to be and then at the end of the session i always like to spend like four or five minutes at least performing that task again like that task that you had pain with all right let's see where we're at now that we've done all these things you know because at the end of the day we're trying to get you back to doing what you want to do right yeah i 100 percent agree with that that's very important so the next thing that we were going to talk about was, I think we talked, I said earlier, but it was about pain and specifically knee pain. So I think we're going to talk about, you know, when is it appropriate to go see a PT? I think that's really important to know. So when should you go see a PT? Is it just a dull achy pain? Is it something sharpshooting? Is it clicking? Is it in front of your knee on the side, on the back? Do you have any insight on that, Theo? Um. So for me, all of those, I'm thinking different things, right? Knee pain for me, knee pain, um, it's not, it's always, it's kind of a symptom almost like not all knee pain is the same. So if knee pains on the inside, outside, back, top, bottom, whatever it is, it, to me, it, it's, it's something different. The, the knee is very complex, small joint with a lot of things around it. Um, what I want in terms of like how do you know to come to pt um for me it's kind of like is this impeding your function right like are you having difficulty going upstairs and it's 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 almost like this knee pain is like debilitating you know what i mean 
at that point, um, definitely come to PT. Um, may, we'll rule things out, make sure it's nothing more sinister. We'll get you to the right place um, or we'll treat you if you are in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just bump your knee, there's a little bit of swelling. Um, there might be a bruise. Maybe give it a couple of days, see if it gets better by itself uh, before you come into PT and be like, hey, like I have a bruise here. Cause we're probably going to say, you know what you have, you have a bruise. Okay. So, um, it's just, you know, and that's not to say like, Hey, like maybe delay your care. Like don't come in right away. If you feel like it's something serious, if you feel like your knee just doesn't, it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't feel stable. Right. Um, things like that to me are like, I don't want to use the word red flags, but I'm thinking like there might be like, um, a ligament issue there. Um, that we might need to stabilize either with a brace, strengthening, whatever's appropriate. Um, surgery for me is always um, a last resort. I, I always think like PT, um, even doing PT before, it, there's research to show that it helps, um, improves outcomes after surgery. So um, if, if you go to a surgeon first or an orthopedic specialist, they're gonna, if you go to a surgeon, they're gonna recommend surgery, right? If you go to physical therapist, they're going to recommend PT and PT is, I, I think it's more, um, less invasive, you know? Um, and you know, you might be able to get to the function that you need to get without the surgery. So don't always jump to surgery. Um, choose PT. <laughs> I agree with that. I'm going to be biased and say, yes, choose PT. <laughs> yep. You go, you go to someone who cuts bone, they're going to cut bone. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is, you know, like Theo said, is if you're seeing something after a few days and you're losing your function, meaning that you're not able to walk, you know, let's say normally you walk a mile, you fall on it and now you can't walk more than 10 steps or you can't walk more than half a block. And it's been two or three days, maybe in four. That's to me, that's an indication of like, Hey, I need to go and see somebody, something is going on here, something wrong. I'm not sure what it could be. Could it be something with the patella? Could it be something with meniscus? Could it be an ACL, PCL? You don't, you never know. Right. So I'm just kind of globally speaking. Yeah. I think, I think a good time frame. like if we have to put a time frame to it, I think like two weeks, like after injury and still having like debilitating effects or you know pains just not getting better um still swelling in the knee things like that um yeah come you know you should get it checked out yeah absolutely yeah because if you if you see any of those things and you just know that what you're doing is not really helping even if it's just ice advil tylenol whatever you think is best for you at that moment definitely go see a, a medical profession uh go ahead no i agree um do you want to get into um so we're actually talking about when we see when i see a lot of knee patients i i tend to see some things that they have in common um so like we talked about uh knee the knee is a complicated joint um and without getting too biomechanical about it the ankle the hip and posture in general can affect your knee alignment. Mm -hmm. And if your knee is not aligned properly, it's gonna compress certain parts of the knee, stretch certain parts, Um, it's not gonna feel good. Um, So 
don't be surprised if you go to PT and you're like, oh, my knee hurts. And then your physical therapist starts checking out your ankle, your toe, your hip. And you're just like, dude, the knee, right? Because <laughs> um, I get it. I like, you know, it, it, to a lot of people are just like, dude, my pain's here. Like, why are you checking here? And it's, and for me, I'm checking the whole picture. Like, yeah, I get your knee feels like hurts. And we're going we're gonna to address that. But I'm looking as to like, why does that knee hurt? Like, what muscle is weak? What what muscle is tight? What joint is tight? What mm-hmm. joint moves too much? And what, because that's going to change my treatment approach entirely. So yeah. I'll, I'll, so some of the common things that I see with knee pain, um, <clears throat> I see weak hips, especially uh, what we call this muscle called the glute med, which um, is like on the outside of your hip. It helps like bring your leg outside. Um, and it also helps when you're, when you're walking it keeps your um, hips and your back level. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people, when they're like, they have knee pain after two miles of walking, and I'm like, okay, yeah, your hips are weak. So if you're walking two miles on a misaligned knee, yeah, you're gonna have some pain, right? right? So something we do, we we address um, hip strength. Um, some exercises. If you guys want to look these up, I'm not gonna sit here and perform them for you, but if you want to <laughs> look them up, uh, cl- uh, clamshells. Is a is a good one to um, <clears throat> activate the glute med, um, and you know it's a starter one. It's not the best one to do, but um, it's a good one to start strengthening that glute med to help the alignment of of the knee. Um, in terms of pain, I like to start my knee patients if they can tolerate it on um, on the bike, and. It's not, you know, it's not about going fast. It's just about getting that pain-free motion. Like we talked about earlier, motion is lotion. So just going round and round, bending, straightening the knee, bending, straightening the knee um, is going to help pump all that fluid out, you know, because a lot of knee pain comes from just swelling, right? And then, you know, it gets a little bit more involved in that. But just the pain itself sometimes is just swelling. So if we can pump that swelling out, that's going to improve the pain better than ice, um, better than um, Advil or whatever. Um, it's going to make more lasting effects. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes if you can't even go a full rotation on the bike, even doing partial rotations, right? Just rocking back and forth. That's still motion, right? A lot of people are like, oh, I can't bend my knee. And I was like, okay, can you bend it this much? And they're like, yeah. I was like, all right, you just bent your knee in a pain-free motion. So like you can always do something, right? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm going to get it. No, no, it's okay. I get get excited with these things. Before you go on, I I recently had a patient. We just discharged them a while back ago, probably like two weeks ago. But my patient came in with, um, they came in walking into the clinic with a a rolling walker. They had a, a knee replacement, left knee replacement. Then we progressed them to a cane and then we progressed them to nothing. And we were, I was still working on them and they were still doing like the, the half circles, like we were talking about, but up to the point where they couldn't really get a full rotation, but they would come back and go forward right. and they were doing it fast. And I was like, Hmm, I was like, what if you do a full rotation? Just, just try it all the way. They're like, no, there's no way. There's no way. I was like, just, just try it. I was like, let's move the seat back just one notch and then the, let's try. So all of a sudden she's going, she's going, she's going all of a sudden foop, goes right over. And she's like, oh, there's no pain. And I was like, well, you did it. <laughs> I was like, exactly. They're, but it changes their mind, their perspective on their exercises. Now they're like, whoa, I can move through that range of motion. It doesn't hurt the way I thought it was going to hurt. 
So now they're going full range of motion. Now they were, then they were doing like five minutes, full pedal right. full rotations around moving, lubricating the joint. And right. it was just really cool to see. And then, I mean, eventually we discharged this person, but it's just crazy how, you know, the mindset of a patient needs to be in order to properly exercise them. That's something really important to take into consideration. And I don't, I don't know if we have time to get into this today, but <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned how big the mind has to do with, with, you know, pain and, and all that, because, you know, pain is really, it, it I don't want to say it's in your head, but a lot of the times, you, you know, it's, it's in your head, um, how you perceive it. Right. And there's also studies that have been shown and I actually saw it the other day, I'm treating a, like a chronic pain patient and she was doing so great. Right. And then she went holiday break, you know, surrounded by family. She has like a, a strenuous, I guess, relationship with like her family. So like all that added stress, you know, you know, the negative feelings. And now she came back and she's like, Oh, I had 10 out of 10 pain. And I'm like, do you actually have 10 out of 10 pain or were you just in a stressful situation and that actually like made your pain worse and like your perception of it. Right. Right. So let's not, let's not get into that. We're going to spend a whole episode talking about yeah. chronic pain. Um, yeah, that's a rabbit hole. We're going to go down into Yeah, That's that we'll leave that for another day. So um, do you have a patient recently, any knee patient that, you, that you've had recently since we're on the topic of knees? Um, I, I know I just gave you an example one. I have another one that I've been treating uh, recently when I went home, when I went home, I treated a couple people or well, practiced on a couple people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give you my patient case one. So recently I went home and I had a family member that come up to me and say, you know what? Hey, my, my knee's really hurting me. It's right on the, so basically I'll, I'll try to use layman's terms, but basically right. It's right on the tendon between the patella and the, the lower leg. So basically I'm thinking, oh, it's patellar, patellar tendon. Patellar tendon, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking patellar, patellar femoral pain syndrome, but that's such an umbrella term. Like it doesn't really tell me what's going on. So like Theo said, um, I basically looked at his hips. I looked at his knee. I looked at his ankle. I saw that there was swelling at the knee. I saw there was decreased range of motion at the ankle. I saw there was weak hips. And basically what it led me to is that, you know, the reason why was because the patella is not tracking properly, causing an overload on the patellar tendon, along with not having that ankle range of motion, even just two or three degrees can throw you off. Mm -hmm. And because he has an old chronic injury in his ankle where he can't get that range of motion, his squat is off, his gait is off, his walking upstairs is off, and he's just loading that patellar tendon constantly. Uh -huh. So now what we're doing is gave him hip strengthening exercises, gave him exercises to stretch the ankle, you know, a little thrust manipulation here and there, open that puppy up. And he's like, whoa, better range of motion. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And again, like uh, the only thing I, and I'm sure you did it too. And then we also do something for the pain, right? Yes. So again, so, knee, knee pain specifically, like it's, now, I don't want to say it's rare that it's actually coming from the knee uh, unless you had like a traumatic injury, but a right. lot of times it's not really coming from the knee. You know, the knee is just where the, the, the forces accumulate and cause right. the pain. Right. Uh, so what I, what problem I actually, is up be, above or below. Yeah, no, that's, that's really important. So that's why I, I believe in school we were taught. Yes. This is like, let's say it's in the low back. Always look at the hip, 
always look at the joint above and below. So look at the rest of the spine, see where it's coming from, whatever it may be. The best thing I did for, for this patient was actually using an ice ball, you know, like, um, you know how, like when you make drinks, you can get those like silicone balls and you can make ice. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) so basically I took one end, I took the top off and just kind of like a nice massage. Mm hmm. Decrease pain, decrease swelling, hopefully yep. to remove the fluid out. And uh, right now we're on the right track. So far, it's been four or five days and decreased pain. That's so, what's up. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one case, and I, honestly, I have to like mention, give a shout out to my homegirl, um, my patient. So this was my first meniscal repair that I start from start to finish. Um, so like, it's like practiced? my baby, I guess. That you practice that I practice. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're practicing on patients. Right. Sure. (laughs) So, um, and I, um, so we started and, you know, you start basic, right. Just kind of like moving the knee a little bit, everything pain-free, which is great. You know, I do it all the time, but you know, I do want to get to the more advanced stuff, especially because she's an athlete. Uh, she does wrestling, uh, discus, uh, shot put track, like 100, 200, um what else is she? I think she does football like she's a beast um <laughs> and and we just like we just got to like we had to follow the protocol and like it was my first one so I was always on the more cautious side she was always doing really good you know I was pushing her but staying within limits right um and you know finally we got to the point where it's like all right like you're this far off. I think it was 12 weeks. Um, all right. Now we can start jumping, uh, jogging, things like that to tolerance, obviously. Um, so she started doing that last week. And then this week it was my last session with her. Cause you know, we're done with this rotation on Thursday and I had her do, we were doing like agility drills, you know, because she, again, she wants to return to funk to her prior level function as sports. Right. So we were doing ladder stuff, you know, um, jogging through the ladder, lateral motions through the ladder, uh, alternating feet, hops, right? Being able to like stick a landing with one leg and then do it with the, uh, the post-op leg, things like that. Um, and then she wants, so she wants to get, and this is con- where again, back to like, you're always thinking about what the sports specific or the task specific goal you're trying to get to, right? So she wants to do the shot put where she rotates and the, the knee, which is for whoever doesn't know, that's kind of like the mechanism of injury for the meniscus, right? So she's post-op. So now we have to, lo- we still have to do these motions, right? But we have to load it to tolerance. So what I had her do, I was like, all right, let's go outside. We did some jogging, you know, get her warmed up a little bit. Then I had her do lateral like shifts, like la- what's it called? Like lateral um, shuffles. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, from this lateral shuffle, let's get into lateral shuffle and and turn and like turn and then jog you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because if when you're transitioning from this position and you're pivoting to jog in the opposite direction you're still causing those rotational forces right more tolerable less forceful um you know but that's kind of how i was testing i was like okay like let's see how how did that feel oh it felt good okay and now that's how we're transitioning into that functional task specific like rotational motion eventually i'm not going to get to do this with her eventually would put would actually put a shot put in her hand half her throw you know at 25 percent of her max 50 percent of her max and then progressively at discharge i would like to see her at least at like 80 percent 
of her max, right? Uh, incorporating some power behind it into that rotational. Uh, before I'm like, okay, like I'm comfortable with you going training by yourself, finishing off your rehab. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's so. awesome though. That's a, that's a really interesting patient because, you know, you get, you get a young individual and then you also get a young female who most of the time females are more flexible and more, it's just, it's a little bit different than treating a younger male because the younger male is still growing most likely. Mm -hmm. And usually they're, they're stronger in different aspects of their body right. versus like a female, yeah. it's still a little bit different. So trying to figure like out how to properly load the patient to make sure they're not over exerting or, or over um, what's called like basically hypermobility of the joints. Right. And I mean, it, and this goes back with everyone, every patient is treated differently. Like you could have the same injury. Mm hmm might not have the same cause, you know, so your treatment might be completely different and you both have knee pain. That's why for me, like one thing I want to like leave everybody with, I don't want to like, I don't think we should take up any more time, but like one thing I want to leave everybody with is like, if you have knee pain, like don't go to the doctor, like, Hey, like I have knee pain. My buddy has knee pain. And like, you know, he's doing this and PT, like you might, you might do that. You might not do that. You know, like his knee pain is not your knee pain. You know, knee, all knee pain is different. Every patient's different. Like, you might, PT might start similar, right? Because we're trying to decrease pain, move you in those pain-free ranges, activate muscles. But especially towards the end, like I'm, I'm progressing you towards what you're trying to get back to. And I'm going to uh, um, stretch, strengthen, stabilize, whatever it is, what you need done. Okay. Not, you know, not what your friend needs done. Um, <laughs> so just be open-minded and like have that understanding, like, all right, like I'm not going to do what my friend did. I'm not going to do what I saw online because my knee pain is coming from a different source. I agree. I a hundred percent agree. So with that being said, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for coming on to our, and uh, listening to our podcast. Continue to listen. We, we always have some good content out there. I think so. At least uh, we always like to have some fun. If you guys have any other questions or comments, you guys are more than welcome to DM us. Or if you have any questions or concerns, you can email us, whatever you want is easiest. Drop a like, drop a follow and subscribe to us. You know, we're here. Yeah, hit us up on, on the DMs with uh, any like pains or anything that you have that you want us to talk about, uh, whether it's back pain, shoulder pain, things like that. Um, we'll address it. Absolutely. So tune in next time to Physio Minds. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate it.